Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. Today is Monday, November 7th, 2022, and this is episode number 46. I have titled this episode, Weird Things That Vegans Eat, and I put weird in quotes here. So if you know someone that's vegan and maybe has been vegan for a while, I know I've been vegan for about five years now. Um, These things are no longer weird to me, but to other people that maybe aren't so familiar with veganism and options for you to eat, they might sound weird. So I wanted to do this episode for a couple of reasons. So I am all about homesteading. I also have been, as I said before, vegan for about five years now. I try not to bring that up when we're doing just homesteading episodes. You know, when I'm talking about baking bread or gardening, I try to leave that out of it, how I choose to eat. I think everyone can have their own opinion as to what the best diet is. I've done an episode or two on diet. I do think the way most Americans eat the quote-unquote traditional American diet, I think is not what we should be eating at all. And I think keto, carnivore, vegan, I think we all have a lot more in common than meets the eye at first. I'm the kind of vegan where I don't really eat a lot of processed foods. I choose to make a lot of stuff from scratch. So I'll leave that where it is as well, and we'll get right into weird things that vegans eat. So the first one is seitan, but it's not actually spelt like that. It's spelt S-E-I-T-A-N. So what is this? This is a protein or meat substitute, and it's actually made from vital wheat gluten. And you might be wondering what that is. So essentially, it's like washed out flour where they just gather all the gluten and the gluten forms almost a protein-like consistency. So if you are interested in making like vegan and vegetarian meat substitutes at home instead of buying everything available at the stores, you would, you could do seitan, which is vital wheat gluten. So you can wash your own flour out. I've never done that before. I personally have bought a container of vital wheat gluten. And the way you mix that with water and make it into a dough almost, that's when it becomes this seitan product. And honestly, because it's a flour product with gluten, it doesn't taste like much. You have to add the seasonings that make it taste more like the meats. So that is what seitan is. I don't do this a whole lot. I've been trying to kind of stay away from a ton of grains and on my list of things that I shouldn't really be eating. My body doesn't love wheat is one of them. So to me, this isn't something I won't eat, but it's not something that I eat on a regular basis either. But something to consider if you're interested, it does have protein in it. I'm not going to give you an analysis of how much protein versus a thing of meat. You can look all that up for yourself, but know to take a lot of things with a grain of salt. The next thing vegans eat that might be weird is tofu. So I will say tofu is a soybean curd, essentially. And it's 
soybeans, water, and some type of coagulant or curdling agent. And you find it usually in the store. I can get it in like the vegetable section up with the produce, but in the refrigerated part. And it comes in usually a plastic container and it comes in like liquidy water. I will say tofu, very, very bland. You do not just want to eat plain tofu. That is not a thing vegans eat. <laughs> we do eat tofu, but never just plain out of the package. That would be really weird and would probably taste really not good. I will say when I first went vegan, cooking with tofu was kind of a learning curve because you do have to season it. It does come packaged in water and it holds on to a lot of that water. So you kind of have to squeeze the water out somehow before you cook or bake it. You can bake it in the oven, which is a great way to do it. You can cook it in a pan. What do I do with tofu? <clears throat> I've put it in stir fries before, like baked it in the oven full of this amazing sauce. I really love a tofu scramble. So a tofu scramble is supposed to mimic eggs. It's not the same as eggs, but mimic that egg texture. So what I do for my tofu scramble, I found the best hack ever, is I will take the tofu, squeeze out as much water as I can, put it in a skillet, let it cook some more of the water out in a skillet on the oven, on top of the oven, and then I will add my seasoning. So the seasonings you add to tofu to make a tofu scramble typically are turmeric to give it that color, turmeric. What That's one of my favorite spices. It gives it that yellow color and it's a really, really just powerful spice in general. Doesn't taste crazy, doesn't have a really strong flavor, but it's really great for your brain. So it's a great spice, so I love being able to incorporate that in. And then nutritional yeast is another thing you add into your tofu scramble most of the time. But for me, the little tip that kind of helped was to add some type of plant-based milk into the tofu because it gives it more of that creamy texture. So when you are making scrambled eggs... I have eaten scrambled eggs before. I was not vegan for a while. So when you're making scrambled eggs, you can just scramble the eggs or you can add like some milk into it and it makes it a little creamier. Same thing with tofu. You can add a little bit of, I do oat milk at the moment. So I add a little bit of oat milk into there, put some salt. I add maybe some shallots sometimes because I'm trying to stay away from garlic. So it can be versatile you can add some stuff like cayenne you know to give it a little bit of a kick or paprika i will say if you're cooking with tofu and you're not really sure what you're doing do not freestyle it please <laughs> i tried that a lot and i actually hated tofu for the first couple of years that i was vegan because i just couldn't figure out how to cook it right it's not bad it's just not, I think, super intuitive. Like if you cook plain eggs, they have a nice flavor to them. You don't really have to do very much. If you want to add milk, great. If you want to add salt or pepper, great. Want to add cheese, great. But eggs by themselves have a good flavor. Tofu is not like that. Tofu does not have the good flavor. You have to add the right amount of seasonings, get enough of the water out to make it the right consistency. So if you're going to cook with tofu for the first time, whether you want to try being vegan or maybe you want to cook a vegan dish for friends or family that could be vegan or vegetarian, look up a recipe for tofu before you start using it. 
So this moves me into Tempa. I did mention nutritional yeast. That's on my list too. I'll come back to that. So a third thing that might be weird that vegans eat is Tempa. So Tempa is also soybeans, but this time they're fermented soybeans and tempa originates from indonesia which i think is really really cool and so this fermentation process that happens with these soybeans makes it almost like a cake like consistency the way they like meld together which is really cool so it's a totally different consistency it is not the same egg like consistency that you get you can get out of tofu tempa is completely different i like personally to slice up the tempa marinate it really really well and i put it on shoot not i wouldn't say everything but i've definitely done like marinated tempa put in my salad marinated tempa in my um lost my train of thought in my stir fries so i will definitely marinate up tempa and add it to things to add a little bit of extra protein to whatever it is that i'm eating so i love tempa to me it is easier than tofu to get the hang of because there's no water you have to squeeze out of it and you don't have to add as many spices to tempa you do need spices though I don't want you to think you could just slice up tempa and eat it. Not the case, but to me, making a marinade for the tempa is a lot easier to do than worrying about, do I have the right amount of spice for my tofu? So tempa is definitely one of my favorites. Another thing that vegans eat that could be weird, or vegetarians, or anyone that's plant-based, is the fake meats that you could buy at the store. I'm sure almost everybody by now, maybe not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of people have heard about the plant-based burger that bleeds. That is a Beyond Meat burger. So Beyond Meat does more than just a burger. They do breakfast sausages. I think I saw on their website, they just released like a steak substitute, not like a T-bone or a ribeye substitute, but like a carne asada kind of, you know, like a ready chopped up steak substitute. So Beyond Meat does a wide variety of things. I think they even do chicken tenders at this point. So Beyond Meat is a big brand they're i would say not famous for but known for their burger that bleeds in air quotes me personally beyond meat burgers are one of my favorites to eat when i decide to buy some type of processed meat i do like beyond meats products i think they are very good so you might be wondering what the hell is in these fake meats anyway depends on the brand that you're buying as to what it's made of Beyond Meat, I looked this up specifically so I can kind of tell you what Beyond Meat is made out of. Peas, mung beans, faba beans, brown rice, coconuts, potatoes, and the beet juice is what gives it that almost bleeding-like mimicking state. So that's a lot of stuff in there. I will say it's not made out of vital wheat gluten. So if you're trying to avoid wheat or gluten, this could be a good alternative that provides a good amount of protein, tastes similar to meat, and is just, it's, I think it's really tasty. So there are other brands of these fake meats, if you will. Um, Impossible makes the Impossible Burger and a whole other line of things. There's Gardein makes a whole line of things. You might even be able to find some like store brands that make some. 
So are they good? Are they bad? I think they taste really good. You will pay for what you're buying. You know, it's more expensive to buy all the processed meats than to try to either do without or make some stuff at home on your own. Tofurky is another big brand. I'm kind of excited as we're going into like the holiday Thanksgiving season. So Tofurky makes like this little turkey roast almost. It doesn't look like a real turkey. <laughs> it looks, it's just like this round loaf. And I think it's mostly seatan, but it's stuffed inside with a bunch of stuffing. And I think it comes with a glaze and it gives you the instructions with how to roast it. So I've done that for the last couple of Thanksgivings. And I will say it's pretty tasty. I do like it a lot. So if you want to make some kind of dish and you don't know how to make it without meat and you just want to substitute instead of meat to go for a meatless option, the sky is the limit with your meatless options that you could buy at the store if you wanted. Like they actually will sell Beyond Meat not only does like the burger patties, but they do a pound of ground beef essentially, but plant-based. So there's so many options out there for what it is that you're looking for. Yet again, I'm not going to go into detail with which one's actually better for you, plant-based meats or regular meats. I think they each have their pros and cons. I think plant-based meats are still processed foods, so it makes it not the best for you. But if you're concerned with getting enough protein or you want to mimic meats because you're transitioning or whatever it may be, I think they're a great option. I will say meats, not trying to hate on meat. I mean, I've been vegan for five years, but I think meat, depending on the quality of meat you're buying, is just as bad as anything else you can buy in the store that's highly processed. So take everything with a grain of salt. You can do your own research based on what interests you. If you're interested in the protein count, if you're interested in the fat content, if you're whatever it is that you want to compare the two for, you can do that on your own time. I personally have done my own research and that's why I went vegan and I still am vegan. So another thing that vegans eat that might be considered weird are the vegan cheeses. So there are these lots of substitutes yet again that you could buy at the store i will say whatever you're buying at the store for dairy products that are vegan is going to cost you more money than making it at home and it's a processed food so you can make vegan cheeses at home with nuts i have made like cashew ricottas i have made sour creams i have made cream cheeses you name it at home with nuts usually with cashews because they're a very creamy nut to start with but sometimes i can get away with like almonds or walnuts um my pesto i've used lots of different things in pesto including like sunflower seeds you can make cheeses out of sunflower seeds as well. So there's a lot of cool options you could do at home. Most of the time, they are not very labor intensive, but sometimes they are. Sometimes it's as simple as soaking the nuts for a certain amount of time in water, putting water in a blender with the nuts, and you've got some kind of a cheese with some seasonings. You can buy tons of vegan cheeses at the store. Everything from cream cheese, sour cream, vegan sliced cheese, vegan shreds of cheese, 
Um, there are even cheeses out there that mimic like a Gouda and just cheeses you could slice and eat on a cracker, basically, is what another thing that they mimic at the store. I will say one of my favorite brands is Follow Your Heart. If you decide you want to buy some of these cheeses, the Daya cheese is also pretty good. Those are my main go-tos. So Follow Your Heart, you might be wondering, well, what is it made out of? It's mostly made out of potato starch and cornstarch, the Follow Your Heart brand is, and it's very tasty. So I know I personally, if I'm in the mood for like a grilled cheese sandwich, I will totally buy the Follow Your Heart American cheese slices, and they taste so good. <laughs> so good. I can't stress that enough. But I'm also not recommending that you try to substitute out dairy products for non-dairy products because it is going to be more expensive and you're still eating a highly processed food like most of your dairy products are anyway so I'm not advocating for one over the other I think there are options if you want to go dairy free I think you probably should go dairy free considering most people around the whole entire world when I say most I mean more than 50 percent are lactose intolerant and you don't know it so something to think about, something to consider. I've done a whole episode on the dairy industry, so I won't go down that rabbit hole either with why you should be dairy-free. But just know if you want to dabble in that a little bit, but you don't want to make stuff at home, there are ton of, tons of options. Another weird thing that vegans, vegetarians, plant-based people do eat is called textured vegetable protein, or TVP for short. It's also sometimes called textured soy protein. So what is it? What can you use it for? So it is de-fatted soy flour. And it's actually a byproduct when they make soybean oil. It creates this TVP. And so what is TVP? I kind of went over what it is, but what do you do with it? What is it like? So it comes in these almost hard crumbles. You usually have to rehydrate them and you can put them in any kind of dish. I've had TVP put in my, put in chili. I've put TVP in sushi. Like TVP can go in almost anything. And it is a, has got a good protein amount because it comes from soybeans, but there's no fat in this because the fat has been pulled out to make soybean oil. So it's a very interesting, very interesting type of protein that vegans, vegetarians, plant-based people can eat. Another <clears throat> interesting or weird thing that we will eat sometimes is called agar agar. And you might be wondering what in, what the hell is that? It is a gelatin substitute and it is actually made from red seaweed. And you might be wondering, if you don't know much about gelatin, you might be wondering, why can't you eat gelatin? What, what is that? Why? So gelatin is made from ground-up bones of animals, ground-up pig bone. So usually it's pig bone. Could be other bones. And that is usually gelatin is what makes something gelatinous. So it's usually in your jellos. Um, any kind of gummy as well that you're eating usually has gelatin in there, which is ground up pig bone. Just know that you don't have to eat gelatin. You can choose to use agar agar instead. You can find some vegan 
like gummies at stores that are made with agar agar, the seaweed, instead of ground up bones, if this bothers you now that you know what it is. Uh, my issue with a lot of this stuff is once I started to know, I couldn't unknow. So once I knew what gelatin was, I can't unknow and I don't really want to go back to eating that. <sighs> Not really on my list of things that I would love to eat again. So something I mentioned earlier is nutritional yeast. That's the next thing on our list. So what is nutritional yeast? It is a deactivated yeast. Same strand of fungi yeast as baker's and brewer's yeast. Brewer's yeast goes in your beer. Baker's yeast usually goes in your breads that you're making if it's not a sourdough. Nutritional yeast is a great source of vitamin B12. So vitamin B12 typically only comes from animal products. You can find B12 in eggs and in certain meat products as well. So for a lot of vegans and vegetarians, B12 is really hard to come by. And because it's so hard to come by, I personally take a B12 supplement because B12 is so important. And I don't just eat a bunch of nutritional yeast. I mentioned before that I'll put my nutritional yeast in my tofu scramble. That is a great way to eat nutritional yeast. I sometimes will sprinkle it on top of like a... If I'm making some kind of lasagna or something, I'll totally put it on there. It does give whatever you're making a little bit of a cheesy flavor, but it is not a cheese substitute. <laughs> so if you put cheese on top of a casserole, you do not just put on nutritional yeast instead and hope for the best. Maybe you could, but I wouldn't do that. So nutritional yeast is very tasty. I do like to add it to things, but it is not something I just kind of snack on there. I've got two more on my list here of things that might be weird that vegans, vegetarians, plant-based people eat. The next one is jackfruit. So jackfruit is actually a fruit that you can buy at the store as a fruit. You can also buy it canned already, like Trader Joe's sells it already canned, some jackfruit. So what do you do with jackfruit? Jackfruit it does have its own flavor, so you don't have to season it if you don't want to. I personally will not just eat jackfruit. It's not like a watermelon. I'm not just going to eat jackfruits plain. The cool thing about jackfruit is it has the same consistency as pulled pork. So if you love a pulled pork sandwich, or maybe you're making pulled pork for your family, and you want to eat jackfruit instead, you can. So essentially, you would put the same... Um, sauce, barbecue sauce, whatever you're using on your pulled pork, put that on your jackfruit. And it's the same consistency, almost has the same flavor because it takes on that flavor of the barbecue sauce or whatever you're using for your pulled pork, pulled jackfruit. So that's, I think, a really cool thing that you can do. So sometimes if you, we've got a barbecue place here in Brevard that sells jackfruit tacos. And I do get them and they are very tasty. So don't be afraid of jackfruit. It tastes just like pulled pork, has the same consistency. That's usually what it's used for. I personally never loved pulled pork before I went vegan. So I don't buy a lot of jackfruit to make pulled pork 
substitutes at home. You know, that's just not one of the things that I love to eat before. So I don't find myself craving it or eating it too much now. But if that's something you absolutely love, that's a way to make it vegan instead. So the last thing on my list here is flax seeds. So if you listen to my vegan baking episode, which is one of my first episodes, I talked about flaxseed a little bit. So flaxseed is very versatile. You can keep it as a whole seed if you want and use it, but you can also grind it up. So I buy ground up flaxseed from the store, so I don't have to worry about grinding it up at home. And when you buy ground flaxseed, you add the right amount of water to it, and it starts to congeal and make almost like an egg consistency, which is perfect for baking. And flax seeds have a lot of great vitamins and nutrients as well. So I love getting to use that in my baking. I do have a tip or trick for flax seed when you're making it into like an egg consistency. I will take, I think it's like one tablespoon of flaxseed and three tablespoons of water. Most vegan recipes will tell you how much water, how much flaxseed. I've seen the numbers vary slightly, but you put those two together, water and ground up flaxseed, mix them up, stir them up. The thing that I do is I'll put it in a small bowl and I'll put it in the fridge because that helps it congeal even faster than if you leave it out on the countertop. And then I'll take it out of the fridge As I'm finishing up my stirring everything together in my one pot, my one bowl, and I'll take the flaxseed out and dump it in and finish stirring. And then I've got an awesome baked good of some sort. So flaxseeds can be versatile. I will say it may be an egg-like consistency, but I would not just eat it instead of an egg. You know, I wouldn't mix them together, let it congeal, and then scramble it and eat it. That is not... What I do with my flaxseed, I just use it for baking to help kind of keep the consistency correct with what I am baking. So that is the end of my list of quote-unquote weird things that plant-based people might eat or talk about that you may not know exactly what that is or how to use it. I will say most of the stuff on this list here are things that you actually have to cook with on your own when you're making things from scratch, like seitan, tempeh, tofu, TVP, agar-agar, nutritional yeast, jackfruit, flax seeds. Those all require some kind of make-it-at-home. You can buy the things from the store, like your plant-based meats and your plant-based cheeses, too. I personally, when I went vegan, those helped me a lot. The made-in-the-store version that I could just buy and bring home and cook the way I was used to cooking without changing my approach to eating and cooking. It allowed me to still eat the same pastas and casseroles and things that I was used to eating. I will say, so I really appreciate those and I don't want to be too judgy just because they're store-bought and they're more expensive and they're processed. I don't want to be too judgy because I still do buy some of that stuff. It's just not very much and not very often. So if you are looking to transition, those things might really, really help you make the transition way easier and more seamless. So I do think it's worth looking into. I don't think there's anything actually wrong with them. I don't think they're the worst thing you could buy in the store. Uh, Oreos are vegan, and I definitely think a Beyond Meat burger versus 
a sleeve of Oreos, the Oreos are way, way, way worse for you as far as being processed goes. So kind of take everything with a grain of salt here. I lost my train of thought with where else I was going with this. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in any of the vegan products, any of these crazy things, feel free to let me know if you need more information than what I've already provided for some of this. Some of it takes a little bit of a learning curve, but I don't think any of it is too far outside of anybody's realm. I'm not much of a cook. I don't love to cook. I can follow a recipe. If I've got a recipe, I can do it, but I, yeah, recipes are your friend. If you're making things from scratch and you're not a great cook, and maybe it's your first time trying making vegan food, I picked, I just remembered, my train of thought I was going down, so... I used to be a super picky eater before I went vegan. There was only certain things that I liked and I wouldn't kind of branch beyond that. Me going vegan and then getting interested in making a lot of things for myself has really kind of opened opened the door for me for foods. I have discovered Thai food, Vietnamese food, Indian food. I always liked you know, Italian, all the pastas, and a little bit of Mediterranean, but this has opened up. I used to only like Greek food as far as Mediterranean went, but this has kind of opened my door into all Mediterranean foods and hummus and just some amazing things. So it has really expanded my horizons, which I think is why I love being vegan so much and I won't really go back um there's not much that I miss and I love how adventurous with my eating it's made me you know like I made a Moroccan stew the other day and it was amazing so I've definitely expanded out of my comfort zone and I love it so I think everyone should expand out of their comfort zone even if that's just trying a different type of food than you're used to eating and maybe for you that's vegan and that checks the box and that's cool uh, I will also say there is like a vegan fat-ish food fast food realm you can eat and I don't mean the impossible burger at Burger King I mean like vegan soul food is totally a thing that's my favorite thing, one of my favorite things to get at restaurants besides authentic like Thai food or Indian food. One of my other favorite categories of food to buy at a restaurant is this vegan soul food. There are places that I go that do like vegan fried drumsticks with mac and cheese, you know, like I love that because that's not something I make for myself at home. So even if you're not interested in trying some of this at home from scratch, know that when you go to a restaurant and you see jackfruit, now you know what that is. When you see that something's made from tempo or tofu or seitan, now you know what that is as well at a restaurant. So I hope this helped. Maybe you learned something new. Maybe you didn't. If you're interested in any of it, as I said before, just let me know and I can share some things. 
I plan on social media for the next couple of days, like posting some pictures of what some of this stuff looks like. If you're not sure what Temple looks like or TVP, I plan on posting some of that. So you can kind of see what it does look like. So feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. We'll be releasing more content on Wednesday and Friday of this week. I'm very excited with the rest of the podcast. I've So I plan ahead with which episodes I'm going to do for the week. And I am super excited for Wednesday and Friday. Like almost so excited. I wanted to record them all at once and just release them all at once. But I have to kind of rein it in here and hold it back. We're just going to do it one day at a time like we should. Um but I'm super excited. So thank you everybody for listening to this episode of uh, the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. If you love what you hear, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, check out additional podcast episodes. Feel free to share this episode as well if you find it really interesting or maybe you want to share some other episodes. That's okay too. I do have a website, which is the happy hippie with a Y homestead podcast. So the happy, no, sorry, it's the happy hippie homestead.com and hippie is spelt with a Y like it is on the podcast. If you type that in, you can go on the website and sign up for our newsletter. I will be putting out November's newsletter coming up here soon. Um, probably this weekend, I'll be able to get that out so if you want to be part of our monthly newsletter, feel free to sign up for that as well. So I'm excited that you're here and that you're listening and look forward to some more amazing content.